everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Punt Return Podcast. I'm Josh Wyatt, and I'm joined, as always, by uh, Daryl Data. How are you, Daryl? <laughs> I'm good. Yep. Looking forward to the Super Bowl. Um, really entertaining Monday, and then I've got a few months off. Yeah, should be good. And uh, joining us for the first time in a while is Josh Wood. What's going on? How you going, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Welcome back. Thank you. Feeling refreshed, ready to roll? Yeah, I needed it to prep for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long lead up, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, exactly. So Super Bowl 53 set to p- take place on Sunday, February 3, or Monday, February 4, if you're here in Australia at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta um, with the Patriots playing the Rams in a rematch of Super Bowl 36. Um, that rematch, uh, that match was in February 2012 when a uh, first year starting quarterback Tom Brady led the Patriots on a game-winning drive um, with an Adam Vinatieri field goal winning it over Kurt Warner and the then St. Louis Rams coached by Mike Martz. Um, so that's a bit of history uh, for us there. So we've got a rematch, uh, you know, a, a few years later now at the possible end of the dynasty. Um, both these teams, they entered the season atop of the sort of the futures list with the Pats, um, a $7.50 favorite and the Rams at $12. Um, and that was kind of the highest odds you could have got for the Rams all season. Uh, who are actually favoured at various points throughout the first half of the season before they lost to the Saints. Uh, yeah, as I said, a game with plenty of narratives and contrast, the potential final victory lap for one of the greatest dynasties of all time, possibly the start of a brand new one. You've got Jared Goff, 24 years old, and Sean McVay, 33 years old, up against Tom Brady being 41 years old, and Bill Belichick being 66 years old. So a lot of old meets uh, new across the board, Josh. Yeah, I wonder how many times that will be mentioned. Yeah, you could actually bet on that. Yes, um, the age gap. Is it two and a half? I think so. Um, Daryl, would you like to bet on that, or are you staying out of that type of stuff? What's the bet? Uh, the age difference of Belichick and McVeigh to be mentioned uh, more than two times during the. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the Brady Goff. Oh yeah, thing. or Brady you, Goff. Well, I think way. it's like age gap to over two and a half. The age gap to be mentioned during the broadcast. Uh. <laughs> I'll pass. I suspect. What yeah. broadcast are we going by? The Australian I think, or I the think, US? I think the most of the odds are for the official CBS because a lot of them are Tony Romo based. Uh, yeah. Right. Whereas Australia are doomed with Jason Witten and Booger, um, and we're not we're not terribly pleased about it. But uh, yeah, so. So if we wager on it, we won't actually be able to know if we've won until they settle the bet. Yes, unless, you, unless of course, you're watching on 7 May, And that's the conundrum for the Australian viewer. Do we get the better commentary or standard definition or the <laughs> terrible commentary and the high definition? Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a conundrum for the, the older Australian viewer. But, yeah, as I said, the age difference is quite immense. 17 age difference between Goff and Brady. Um, if Brady wins, he'll be the oldest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning holds that record at 39. And then Bill Belichick with a win. Um, it'll be, I think he's uh, he's been a part of, it'll make him six Super Bowls um, as a head coach. So uh, that's, a, that's a record as well. Um, and with a loss, Brady will tie Jim Kelly for the most Super Bowl losses by a quarterback. But before we get all into the Super Bowl, Daryl, we need to recap our conference weekend from a fortnight ago. We didn't have a lock of the week. Although we both liked the Rams, and that was a, and that was a win for the model. It was, yeah. Um, plus three and a half covered, won that one. So that was a nice bet. We had under 56, kind of a lean towards that, and that one went well under. Um, yep. A few good DFS picks we threw out. Um, yeah, we also lent KC and under, which uh, didn't make it with the way that game ended. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, I had a, a pretty good weekend after the shocking weekend in the divisional round. Um, so I like the Rams plus three and a half. They covered in one. I like the over as well. So I didn't go well on my totals that week, um, but I did go well on uh, the second game. I took the Pats money line in the plus three, um, and both uh, went well. I did like the under as well, but then obviously with the overtime um, and the way that game finished, as you said, um, didn't go too well either. I did mention Kamara to have a big game in the receiving game in that Saints game, and he finished with 11 catches for 96 yards. So um, he was great for uh, DFS perspectives as well. Um, but before we get into our uh, Super Bowl uh, preview and, and what our picks are, uh, Daryl, what are your plans? What are the uh, the SI team uh, are doing uh, for Monday? Uh, we'll be in the office. Um, we'll, have, uh, we'll have the game on. I didn't get an office down to it. I didn't get the invite down to Sydney for that one, but uh, sorry, mate. Yeah, we'll we'll have it on, um, and then we'll yeah we'll be at up to the pub around lunchtime and catch the end of it there. I suspect it'll be more or less the plan. Okay, we actually do have a spare ticket for Luna Bowl if yeah. you want to fly up. <laughs> um, yeah, if you if you want to come along, but that's officially sold out, Josh. Uh, Luna Bowl as three. usual. Eight hundred. It's been moved now. Bigger location. We're at the big top at Luna Park. So. Um, you know, with all the big names that have that have played at the big top um, before, Aqua. Hey, mate, Rita uh, Ora's performing there in like two yeah, weeks. Yeah, exactly. So. Wootenwire, Rita Ora, Aqua. Yeah. Um, you know, just the big guns, you know. Beautiful. Yeah. I think Eiffel 65 or whatever that, that, that's on. The one that sings on blue. blue. Yeah. <laughs> They've played there as well. So just some of the absolute greats. So um, if you are heading to Luna Bowl, please, just, uh, you know, come say hello. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll have a chat. We'll talk about all the losses you, you've taken listening to me on this podcast and, and Josh throughout uh, most of the year. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let, let's get into Super Bowl, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for a bit of a leg up on the punt this weekend? Or you love your NFL, but you're not sure what the value is? Get a sneak peek with Stats Insider's free subscriptions with featured games each day to give you the boost over the bookmakers. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Always gamble responsibly. Okay, Super Bowl uh, 53. Some quick stats before we jump into our picks. The Patriots are 3-1 and one in the Super Bowl under Belichick when they wear white. And 12 of the last 14 Super Bowl winners have dressed in white, although the Pats wore white last year. So, fly Eagles, fly Josh. Hmm. Uh, counting his years as an assistant, this will be Belichick's 12th Super Bowl p- appearance. That's the most in NFL history. And if the Patriots win, as I said earlier, it would be his sixth championship, no coach. Has one more, but he'll tie uh, George Hallis and Curly Lombo. Uh, betting on the underdog in the Super Bowl has been very profitable in recent seasons. They're thirteen and four against the spread over the last seventeen Super Bowls. Underdogs have also been going on a nice run of late, winning the games outright. Six and one straight up in the last seven Super Bowls, um, and then the the Pats as a Super Bowl favorite. New England been a bit of a money pit. They're three and three straight up and one and five against the stri- against the spread. Um, as a favorite, but as a dog, they're uh, actually 2-0. and So against Seattle and then against the Rams, as we mentioned earlier. And yeah, if this stays around the 56-57 mark, it'll be the largest Super Bowl total in history. Um, I think 56 flat was the uh, Falcons-Patriots game from a couple of years ago. So um, something to, to bear in mind, but uh, let's get into the odds. New England, $1.77. Uh, Los Angeles, $2.17. New England, minus 2.5. The total is 56.5, as we said earlier, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, in a dome, no weather. Daryl, what's the Stats Insider model like here? Uh, what have you got for us? Um, so Plenty, the model's passing. <laughs> the model's passing on Super Bowl, so I guess that's uh, all I have to say. 
Wow. <laughs> no. Um, Come on. From a, I guess, yeah, it's passing kind of from an official betting perspective. We lean the Rams. Um, so we basically make it even. So Rams at $2.17. Money line is a 3% edge. Um, the Rams plus 2.5 is a 4% edge. Um, obviously, like plus three there. Don't know if he'll get there. Um, and then under 57 when I last checked, it was a 3% edge as well. Westgate went plus three in the States and went. it lasted 20 minutes and then they just. Yeah put it straight back um so that's pretty indicative of how how it's going to go i think it might end up starting sort of flat too it's going the other way potentially Mm -hmm. Uh, but who knows what happens on you know the last sort of seven or eight hours on that super bowl sunday what really happens when when the sharps really load up and that last push yeah um so yeah pretty much that was uneventful, Daryl. A little bit, a little bit. And I felt like there was a little bit of a drum roll, yeah, and then he was. We, we oh, built, we're passing we, on it. We put you up on like a pedestal there for the model, and but you know maybe maybe just one you, game amongst thousands. Exactly. Yeah, it's you know you're just more looking forward to AFLW at this point. Um, yeah. So you're a bit of, you yeah, a bit anticlimactic. Uh, but Josh, what what do you got? Um, I like New England. I think it's. I can't see him losing two years in a row. <laughs> uh, I know, it's, yeah, analysis. Last year's irrelevant, man. Yeah, no, I know, but it's just... I, I get you. I know, and plus the fact that it's in a dome should bode well for the old boy. Um, True, no weather at all. Yeah, so that doesn't play into it as... Uh, no wind on those little two-yard passes to James White. Yeah, you know, like, it might disrupt things. <laughs> no, but, you know, that's just one thing, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's something about, I don't know, like, the, not, it's not revenge because they didn't play the Rams last year, but it, there's something to do with, there's so many storylines, there's so many, like, you know, McVeigh's this new hot and upcoming coach kind of thing, and Belichick's like, mate, I'm still here. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think he wants to be known as, yeah. like, oh, Passing like, the torch. Yeah, and I don't want McVeigh, I don't want it to be like, Wait, is McVeigh already better than Bellet? Like, no, you know what I mean? You know like the, the takes would be crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I think they're gonna play. I think they will play conservative as they always do. But I, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll we'll, uh, we'll talk more about the game in length after uh, we let Daryl go because we're gonna uh, go through a whole heap of different prop bets and um, halftime stuff. And unfortunately, Daryl's model doesn't project a, a national anthem length. Um, is that correct, <laughs> Daryl? It is, although I did find a version of it on YouTube that was a minute 54 from 1991, so you can take that one for what it's worth. Yeah, that's, Jeez, that's a all right. long time ago. I know there's like <laughs> zero footage, and all the comments on the YouTube channel are like, like this if you're here for Super Bowl research, <laughs> um, which is like very, very funny. So um, all the top comments are about um, Super Bowl research. So I'm with you, Josh. Um, we're on the same page here. Um, so the ultimate sort of man versus machine for the last game of the season, given that Daryl's slightly leaning towards the Rams, I'm on New England money line. I'm on New England minus two and a half, and I like the over 56. Um, but we'll talk more in length about the game um, as we go through prop bets and, and things because I think mismatches and, and um, matchups and, and where the advantages are for each team bode well into into our prop bets and, and player over-unders and, and things like that. So um, let's quickly chat DFS, though, while we have Daryl here because not only does Daryl have the uh, Stats Insider model, he also has the Fantasy Insider lineup cruncher uh, so what's the uh, what's the model shooting out for you in terms of formats uh, for the Super Bowl? Um, obviously, one-game slate, which makes it very challenging. Yeah, one-game slate. So it's worth noting draft stars have a different format for one-game slates than they did 
kind of for the regular, you know, weekly contest during the season. Um, yep. So if you are using the crunch, you'll need to go in and select the Rams Patriots slate to get it to switch to that kind of okay. shortened team format. Um, from a quarterback perspective, um, Brady, I think, is kind of your obvious pick, um, even with our Rams lean. Um, that being said, there's a couple of combos if you for certain game scenarios, if you think it's a low-scoring game, for example, where it might be viable to take a quarterback who's probably not going to play um, at minimum salary so that you can kind of afford expensive running backs um, on the basis that mm. you know, he may get some running yards um, but not the touchdowns um, that, from the quarterbacks. Okay, that's interesting. I wonder if you could put, like, Johnny Hecker as your quarterback just because you know he might throw a pass, right? Whereas Hoyer and Mannion or, or yeah, like, they, they won't throw a pass, Josh. I think you're uh, clutching. Yeah, no, I am. That would be <laughs> fine. Um, so, yeah, Brady's obviously the, the go there at quarterback. He's projected to throw more... Uh, when you're looking just at the prop markets and things, he's projected to have more attempts and, and more completions and more yards. So um, that's obviously right in line with that. What about at the running back position? Um, is, there, is it just the obvious sort of big guys in, in Gurley or is there another name that uh, that the cruncher likes? Um, yeah, I mean, White shows up in the vast majority of our lineups. Um, a lot of them will have a Gurley or something in it as well. Um, Anderson, I think, is viable as kind of a third option in some of your two um, flex plays. But yeah, I think James White kind of stands out as a value play. Yeah, I think uh, we're all across the board I there think, in, yeah. in agreement with James White. I think we all like a bit of James White. I think yeah. I think it's because we slept on him the year that he went off. Yeah, so that was the year he, he, in my personal record book, won Super Bowl MVP. Um, <laughs> if they won that game. In my other personal record book, the, the, the Falcons just ran the ball and they won the game. Yeah, they won. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but yeah, White clearly had a massive game. What was it? Four touchdowns, uh, stacks of yards. Um, yeah, he... He's the handcuff. I think he had ended up having four touchdowns, and he didn't win MVP. It was ridiculous. I swear, if it was might four been, touchdowns, it might have been three won. touchdowns. I think, but still, he had like an amazing game. But um, yeah, we all we're all on board with White. Um, obviously, Josh, we didn't mention our quarterbacks, but we're on. We're, we're on, on Brady as well. Brady, yeah. Uh, uh, looking at the wide receiver position, any any value there, Daryl? Um, so, from the crunch perspective, we like Woods as kind of your semi-premium option um, amongst kind of dollar per point value. Um, Patterson is kind of a minimum salary play that we're projecting, I think, on an average at kind of four points, but he potentially um, could be a viable play at minimum salary. Yeah, I like I like Patterson. I'm going to, spoiler alert, I, I like a couple of his props later on as well, so that bodes well, given that the Cruncher and I are on the same page. Josh, any value from, from you? Um, every Super Bowl, there's just that diamond in the rough, and you're just trying to... Like my Aladdin reference? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, there's no mention of Aladdin previously, but thank you. Oh, I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah. I'd like that prop. If yeah. That was... um, yeah, no. So I'm I'm going with uh, Reynolds. I just think, you know, he could be the guy. I don't know. This, he's appearing a lot, and I think he could be the guy. It could also be um, uh, Philip Dorsett. Like, you'd, it's just going to be yeah. someone. Every year there's that one guy... Most famously was that Seahawks guy. I can't, I can't even remember his name. That's how random he was, where he popped up with like just some of the most insane catches. Is this Chris Matthews? Yeah, yeah. that's it. There you go. And just, just randomly out of nowhere. And um, never did anything else. But no. he had the biggest Super Bowl. Yeah, and, it was incredible. But you had that. Then you had you had the James White. I mean, James White's better, obviously. But he had... Since then, but he was quite a random guy. Yeah, he was a random year. guy at the time. Yep. Corey Clement last year. Yep. He went off and yep. like... You know, there was an inkling that he could go well, but 
James so Devlin there's always game. there's always someone. It's a James Devlin game. I can feel it. You can feel it's it, James just, Devlin. It's just a James oh, Devlin God. game. No, I'm I'm with you. White, uh, sorry, Reynolds is kind of that dime in the rough. I like Patterson as well. I think, oh, dropping dropping yeah. Aladdin references. Two, two of those guys. It's hard. I like Woods as well. He's been a guy that me and Daryl have talked about a lot throughout the playoffs. Um, he's done quite well for us, but. He's likely going to draw Stefan Gilmore, who's just been so great this entire season, uh, all-pro season. So I kind of do like Reynolds or Cooks from the Rams and then obviously Patterson as well. Um, all right, the tight end position, um, I think we're all on the same page, but uh, Daryl, uh, it seems to be this uh, six-foot-five polar bear named Rob Gronkowski that's uh, going to the model likes. Yeah, certainly from a kind of dollar point premium perspective. Um, if you need a second one or you're trying to save some money, um, Higby and Everett both kind of show up on the crunch, a few of the cruncher lineups. But, yeah, it's mostly Gronk. Yep. And, Josh, you're on Gronk? Yeah. Yeah, he's back. He's going to have a big game. How, how convenient timing. He's just checked out for most of the year, just pops up. Biggest game of the season. I'm good. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> Do you reckon that was coincidence? Just or? the Patriot way. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Um, so any type of strategy for, you know, you mentioned maybe playing a quarterback that's not going to play at all. Um, but any other type strategies that you think you might uh, be showing up, uh, you know, for that that one game slate? No, it's mostly just finding your correlations, right? So um, I don't know if I'll do it for the Super Bowl because a lot of this information's out there. But for the NRL and the AFL Grand Final um, contests, I spent quite a bit of time analysing kind of the correlation between specific player matchups. Um, it's this one single game slate where it's going to come to the fore. And if you can get just one or two players or one player, for example, who's kind of outside the obvious selections, but pairs well with a Brady or pairs well with um, a Gronk, then you've kind of, that might be a point of difference that wins you the contest. Yeah. So yeah, just think of correlations basically. Okay. There we go. All right. So, uh, Brady, White, Woods, Gronk, um, and then the Rams for Daryl in terms of the model. Just slight leans at the moment, but it's always worth checking back on Stats Insider as more information comes out closer to kick off on uh, Monday morning or Sunday night there. Uh, Daryl, uh, I think that wraps up uh, all of the season for us. Um, it's been a good season with uh, Stats Insider. It's been a, it's been a hell of a run. Um, we'll have to uh, post our results and, and whatnot. We'll have to do some some research on how the podcast went, but I feel generally we did pretty good across the board, uh, all three of us. Against the machine? Had, had... Oh, the machine definitely wiped the floor. <laughs> but, you, know, um, you know, but it's the moral victories that the occasional man gets that you just got to, you know, show the machine that who's boss. You it's know? it's <laughs> the heavily lopsided yeah. ones that... Yeah. yeah, but think about this. The machine won't work unless Daryl, the man, <laughs> is working behind it. So ultimately... Man beats machine. Nice, um, but yeah, Daryl, uh, it's been a, it's been a fun season, and uh, yeah, we look forward to to what's uh, what's coming up next on Stats Insider and, and what you guys are, are, are pumping out for the sports calendar. It never stops. Yes, um, thanks, guys. Yeah, it's been a good year. Um, I think some good results all around, and um, yeah, hopefully people took, made some money both from the stuff we talk about on the podcast and from the site. Um, yep. Yeah, sports never stop. Obviously, NBA is ongoing. Um, AFLW will have up on the site in the next 24 hours or so, or probably as you listen to this in a lot of cases. Um, then we're not far from the AFL and the NRL season. Horse facing ticks by. So, yep, all the usual stuff. Um, and then we'll be back in September, I guess, for next season. Yeah, we'll have to uh, wait and see what's in store then. And uh, you, as always, you can follow Daryl on Twitter at uh, DP Woodford and... 
on Twitter at Stats Insider. And as always, check out Stats Insider. And uh, we look forward to uh, speaking with you soon. Yep. Thanks, guys. I'll let you uh, get into props. I say the only thing I know about that is I went. I used to bet a lot of like the no safety, no two point conversion kind of stuff. Um, in the offshore days. No idea if that's still good value, but I'll leave you to it. No, definitely. I'm with you on that. Um, I saw your notes on the spreadsheet, and I'm with you. No safety, no overtime, no two-point conversions, no flea flickers. I know it's boring, <laughs> but uh, if you wait till like just before kickoff, generally there's some value there because everyone backs the other side, generally, yep. because they think it's, uh, you know, oh, there might be a chance that a safety happens. There hasn't been a safety in like five years at the Super Bowl. So. Wasn't, wasn't the first play for a couple yeah, of them when, a uh, safety? Yeah, they snapped it over Peyton's head. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> um, but yeah, since then, hasn't been many. But yeah, I agree with you, Daryl. So uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back in a second after this uh, commercial break. There are touchdowns and then there are... Experience a true touchdown with a Stats Insider premium subscription. That's NFL predictions and value plays for every game, giving you the ultimate edge against the bookies. Touchdown in every way possible this season. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Gamble responsibly. All right, so we briefly just chatted that we both like New England to win the game. Uh, We like New England minus two and a half. Now flat two at some places, as I uh, mentioned, that it would probably go that way. It's already happened. Um, and we like the over 56. Before we get into like... What did it open at? It, it initially opened Rams minus one and it got smashed in Vegas. It just went nuts in America and it flipped completely within the first hour. And the and the over underline, wasn't that 58 and a half or something like that? Yeah, the totals dropped a little bit. Because um, if it gets to that 57, Mark. You know, oh yeah, that's your, uh, that's your beloved always take the over. 56 and a half, I think, probably where it'll finish up. Yeah, so do nice I. little total there, just underneath hits, the rule. It, if it finishes at 57. Yeah, feels, I don't know, it feels high, but at the same time, I like, everything I read, I just see points. Yeah. I, and the dome, like, yeah, Exactly, indoors. like, the, the only way I can see not going over is if the Rams just, like, Goff continues his, you know, quote-unquote, late-season struggles, where he hasn't been as good in the second half of the season as he was in the first half of the mm-hmm. season. There's no way that the Pats... And not scoring points, like they're going to score. I think the Pats will score be points. super consistent. Yeah, um, yeah, it's all a matter of whether or not the Rams can. Yeah, so we both we both them. like New England. Um, yeah, as I said before, we get an MVP and some touchdown scorers and all that sort of stuff. Um, did you want to anything like? Is there any particular reason why you like the Pats, or is it pretty simple to you that it's Brady and it's Belichick, and and that's the reason why you're backing them, or is there certain matchups you like, or? What is it about this game that you you particularly like? I like, uh, I mean, it's more like New England's been here, done that. They know what to expect. There's so many veterans in the team now that they just know what they need to do, right? And I don't think it's not that big of an occasion for them. And like, even in the interviews and stuff, like, yes, they enjoyed themselves. And like, you saw Gronk midweek still being Gronk. Like, he's still... He's still him. Schmick's getting a bit tiresome. I know. He's still going on about this 69 thing. Bro, it was funny. <laughs> like, But Me Too's happened since there. Like, does he know that, what that, that, that uh, is? No. Nah. I don't know. But anyway, like, yeah, that's, they're still enjoying themselves, but they don't look like they're overwhelmed at all by the occasion where Rams are like, oh, the Rams. Like, McVeigh, is he the next big thing? Yep. Oh, my God. Goff's got so much weight on his shoulders. You know, will Gurley turn up? Things like that. Where... Everything 
sits well right now for New England. They've still got their quarterback. Gronk Edelman, they're all there. Belichick's still the coach. And their running back is still running back by a committee of no names. Pretty well, Not no names, but yeah. you know what I mean. There's no star running back mm. in the team. But the Even, last few weeks, like... Sony been, Michelle's been going uh, off. And he, it reminds me when they won their early Super Bowls where it was just like Brady was just like kind of a game manager and they were just running the ball yeah. consistently and just powerhousing it on the offensive line, which is what they've been doing. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting them to come out a little bit early and throw the ball a bit. And I'm like, so just so that, you know... To kind of put the defensive line of the Rams off balance a little bit. Yeah, and then just pound it. Yeah, yeah. and pound it later. Yeah. And then that might open things up. If they get the ball rolling like that, Rams could be in for a world of hurt. I don't... I think the secondary and the defensive line for the Rams are solid. It's the linebackers which I think will struggle the most. Mm. And then that also doesn't bode well for the Rams considering we we both like James White to have a yeah. big day. Well, um, you mentioned sort of opening things up. Uh, you know, having that strong running game could really open up the uh, passing game for New England. So um, the passer rating that are allowed by the Rams' defense on play action is 135.3, which is the highest in the NFL. Um, and Brady used uh, used play action the fifth most time of any quarterback this season, so 28.4% of dropbacks. And he had a pass rating of 107 on play action. So that could be so, a massive if they get the g- ground game going early. It could just open the whole thing up for them. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It's so hard. Like, you look at on paper... And you look at the, the Pats last few Super Bowl losses, like the two against the Giants was all like interior pressure, like all up through the middle. And then the, the key play, like they didn't get much, but when they did the Eagles right at the end, it mattered and it yeah. won them the game. So you look at this matchup, you think, oh yeah, Ndamuk and Sue, Aaron Donald, they match up perfectly. Like you get interior pressure against Tom Brady. His passer rating goes to 63.1 this season, interior pressure, pressure off the edge which is what the Chargers and KC had with like Bosa and Ingram and D Ford and Justin Houston, 118 passer rating off the edge. So this matchup's perfectly, but then Bill Belichick's had two weeks like to repair. So you just trust that him and, and Skarnecki, the, the offensive line coach, are going to find a way to just render Do- uh, Donald and Sarr just completely inactive. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you just trust them with this time to prep to get it right. And before, like, aside from, you know, the the uh, late game pressure last Super Bowl from Philadelphia like the O-line played well yeah yeah they pretty much just nullified anything that that front seven had from Philadelphia and like that was you were expecting that's where the pressure's going to come from Mm. but Fletcher Cox was yeah like, like wiped out of that game and he's a great great player yeah and they had to like essentially double team him they had to look but yep they handled it they handled it and plus Brady gets rid of the ball so quickly that it's just kind of a non-factor. Yeah, so. that's, that's that's the other thing. I think he's averaging it's like two points on seconds, but I think he's like the fifth fastest in the league in yeah, terms of which is, the ball. So it definitely yeah, helps. Like, you know, yeah. Donald is quick for a big guy, but yeah. he's not two seconds So fast. Donald's going to be matched up against Shaq Mason and Joe Thurney, uh, who both ranked in the top 12 in PFF pass blocking efficiency during the season. Um, yeah, we talked about the Pats offensive line. I don't think people realize how good their offensive line's been. So... Um, in terms of football outsiders, their offensive line ranked third in, its ju- in the adjusted line yards metric, and then they dominated in pass protection as well, ranking third and giving up a sack on just 3.5% of dropbacks. I wonder how much this has to do with like getting rid of the ball quickly. I think a lot wonder... has to do it because the Colts' O-lines improved dramatically because of Reich's system and like, getting the ball up. Mm-hmm. up as well. I think it helps. Well, you could probably, random thing, maybe 25%. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got no idea. I yeah. just, it'd be it, interesting it, it, to see. It definitely is interesting to see, but 
So they've had uh, 90 pass attempts this postseason. Brady's been sacked zero times. Um, zero times. So that's insane um, amount, as we said, um, getting the ball out quick. And then the, the question is, do you think Wade Phillips will operate in man coverage or zone? Um, because they switched to zone this season after a, sort of a rocky start to the season, the Rams defense. They've played a lot better in zone, but you don't play zone against no, you Brady. You watch the Steelers games. You watch the Chargers playing zone. He'll just pick your part. He'll just dink and dunk on and all, your quick and then strikes, and that'll just be it. And then when he needs to get big yardage, if they're playing zone, that's that's like the worst time. They run a seam down the middle with Gronk, or they run that kind of inside cut with Edelman yep. that we've seen over yeah. and over again. And last oh, last fortnight, yeah. they needed to come up with you know some big third down plays, and they ran the same play twice yeah, against cross, yeah. zone. And just those just, rub routes straight through the middle. I know, and There's like you know, like. Kind of pick plays, but they're not they're not flag worthy pick plays. Yeah, they're just because you actually have the defenders kind of running into each other. It's it's so smart. Yeah, it's such a cool play design. Yeah. But then you, yeah. But that's that's the problem they're going to have. And then you know if they do play man, yeah. Well, that's that they've got the they've got the personnel to do it. Key to leave knows how to play man against Brady's. Don't so, even so Wade Phillips. Say you play man game, though. This is that's like Gronk will have a massive game. Yeah, and that's also kind of where they struggled because early on in the season when they played man, Jared Cook went for like 200 yards when Oakland played them in week one. So they've been, I think they're second. Where are we? Uh, I got it here. Um, the Rams defense have allowed the second most yards to opposing tight ends this season. And um, if they get block, if they get Gronk using heavily in, in run blocking early on, like, and then they can just pop out for pass plays later on as well. It, I don't know. Bill, Bill Belichick's last two games in terms of the playoffs has just been coaching like the the game against the Chargers was one of the biggest like depansings I've ever seen by a coach like he like embarrassed yeah he embarrassed the, the Chargers coaching staff it was like it was just undeniably like embarrassing it's, it's... like I would have if I was the Chargers I would have sacked my coach I know you, you won 11 games and you made the playoffs but like <laughs> it's like I've got no chance of beating this guy like Belichick could be on his deathbed and he'll outcoach like I can't even remember the coach of the Chargers now. That's how embarrassing it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's it's no one's gonna remember his name in in ten years. Like uh, it is pretty it is pretty crazy. So uh, looking at the other side of the ball, obviously the Eagles last year they ran the ball really really well. Corey Clement, JHI. Can the Rams do it on the Pats? So the Rams had the top ranked rushing offense according to Football Outsiders DVOA, and then on the flip side, the Pats have got the nineteenth ranked. Rushing defense, according to Football Outsiders, so they ranked 18th. The Pats um, in uh, opposing yards per carry out of 11 personnel, which is one running running back and one tight end, allowing 5.04 yards per carry. And the Rams they rank seventh in the league with 5.3 yards per carry in 11 personnel and 11. And they ran 11 personnel 82.8 percent of the time in their rushing attempts. I, which is interesting. You'd stack the box, wouldn't you? Force Goff to throw. And force Goff in Especially the, now without um, Cooper Cup. With Cooper Cup, it's like forcing them to throw. Good luck. Yeah. But now without Cooper Cup, it makes like a massive difference. I know. I just think that it's, uh, I don't know, under the under the big lights, you know, Super Bowl, you, you shut down their biggest weapon in Gurley and hmm. force the young kid to yeah, throw. And just it. play man. Like you've got Stefan Gilmore, Jason McCourty, Jonathan Jones going up against, you know, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Josh Reynolds. Gilmore against Woods probably wins that battle. And then McCourty against Cooks, yeah, he might get you one or two times deep, but you've got to rely on Goff to have the, the time to get the throw off when you've got Trey Flowers and Co. beaming down 
and he's got to be accurate in the biggest game of the season. There'll be a, bit, a little bit of nerves. Um, and then Josh Reynolds, you trust sort of Jonathan Jones and, and rookie JC Jackson to get the job done. And the Pats, they excelled in cover one this season. Um, they absolutely, uh, where are we? They were good for fifth in the league in terms of uh, allowing uh, 6.9 yards per attempt against three receiver sets um, in cover one. So, yeah, they, they do it well. You're right. Stack the box, man coverage, good luck. Yeah. Um, it is going to be an interesting battle. Um, I talked about Belichick being a great coach. He's 29-8 and eight in his 38 games when he's been given an extra week to prepare. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Although I feel like he's just in terms of his career, I think he's like the percentage of 29-8 and eight is probably he's like, he's like, 300, he's like <laughs> 357 to 63 anyway or whatever, how many losses he's had. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely interesting. Um, with Jared Goff, we talked about the slump. He's had 20... Turnover-worthy throws during the regular season, which was third in the NFL, but he only served up one so far this this postseason. But the Pats have forced twenty-two plays during the regular season and already have four in the postseason. So um, when you've got you know two heavy sort of ball control offenses, um, you kind of trust Brady a little bit more to to make no mistakes as opposed to Goff mm-hmm. at this point. It, as you know, in terms of looking at the quarterbacks this season, Goff's been the better quarterback, just if you take the names off the jerseys and look at the two. Yeah. Um, but just recently you kind of trust Goff uh, Brady a little bit more because Goff's a little bit more erratic and you trust the scheme a little bit more with, with Brady in terms of doing more short throws and the and pa- Patriots every year start start dodgy and everyone goes, Oh, is this their downfall mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like the Warriors. They're just coasting along. They were just coasting until they got DeMarcus Cousins back, and now everything's good in the world, right? Yeah. They were coasting. Oh, Gronk's healthy. Oh, Brady's not dead. We'll win the play. That's it. We'll win the Super Bowl. We can we can coast in the AFC East for most of the year and not have to worry. We'll we'll, we'll give a couple of wins to uh, to Detroit so they keep uh, Matt Patricia. We'll a... give a win to <laughs> Miami so they maybe keep. Uh, they didn't. Yeah, they maybe keep uh, their coach, whose name again? Who cares? Um and yeah we'll, we'll give it Gase Gase that's the one the crazy eyes that was we haven't talked about that no. that was insane yeah um but yeah uh all right last thing ref stats I know you love ref stats I know you're a big fan of ref stats so Super Bowl I'm a big fan of ref stats in baseball by the way just a side note no that's I, st- I read it like I don't know what it might have been on five thirty eight or something just last week big thing about re- baseball referees yeah it's crazy. Um, and how to find an edge. Just just so people know what we're talking about. This is my some, word of the year. Some is people... 2019 is edge. Edge? It's all about edge. <laughs> all about edges. No, I'm going to... No, I, I was going to say it. I want to become that weird flex, but okay, go yeah, yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> no, um, you know, certain umpires or referees, what do you want to call them in baseball, yeah. have like bigger strike zones and smaller yeah. strike zones and things like that. And so, yeah. Exactly yeah. What but it's reading. so weird. It's so weird. I mean, the strike zone should be the same for every single player, obviously, but... Yeah, it should just, they should have a piece of cardboard behind <laughs> they have the to, batter. Has to hit that cardboard. Yeah, the one that you see on the TV. That's uh, it. Yeah, that should be it. Uh, but yeah, the Super Bowl is going to be refereed by John Parry. Oh. Um, so the Pats, they're 9-5. and five. In games refereed by John Parry, while the Rams, they're seven and up. John Parry, they so bring that's back interesting. Ed. Hockley, yeah, big guns, Hawk. Gotta love the Hawk. I love the Hawk. I said Hawk. Stop it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, any final thoughts on this game? I, you know, obviously that Aaron Donald interior pressure is probably the key matchup of the game. That, if, that if there and... is no answer for. If there is no answer for that, like Brady will not be able to. No, and to be honest, 
no matter how much they stack the box, a running back can have a good game. So if if Gurley just turns on, you know, turns on the burners, the best running back in the world at the moment, <laughs> CJ Anderson, that little <laughs> chunky nugget. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank um, you, Gurley. Gurley's kind of been like a sleeping giant. Like he he could, his game is either going to be like Super Bowl MVP or yeah, or what he had last a, week, two uh, carries for eight yards. And people would just be like, "Is he that good?" Yeah. Um, running back. Yeah, but he could have like one of those games where you know he's not unstoppable, but he has he's really solid, and they really have to focus on stopping that. But I don't know. Who knows? Uh, in terms of the Super Bowl, normally the word legacy gets thrown out a lot. I feel like this game doesn't really have much. It doesn't really matter. Like I don't think the story is going to change on Bill or Brady if they lose. Like everyone pretty much knows that they're the best sort of quarterback coach duo. Of all time. I don't think much is going to change about them. I think it could establish the McVay thing. Definitely. To, to be but honest... At the same I don't... time, he's got plenty of time if they lose. Oh, yeah. And I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, you know, he'll never be back. They're yeah, not, yeah they, exactly. Everyone sees him as 33 and... A, yeah, genius. Yeah. Um, but Brady and Belichick, you know... I mean, it would hurt them to lose again, but... A little bit, but I feel like... Just getting there, like being there so many times, people are just yeah. like, damn it, they're, yeah. they're good. <laughs> For me, like this last couple of weeks, like it's more just, I've been reading more and more about just so many things about Belichick and it's just amazing. Like the stuff about the O-line, the consistency that their O-line has been like for the last 15 years. There was a good article on CBS about it today. And it's always with no names as well. Like they've had, they had some, you know, Logan Mankins and players like yeah. five, six years ago, but they got like Trent Brown and like, Shaq Mason and Joe Thurney. Like, if he a, if he steps down from head coach and like not retires, someone should just hire him for not for the O line, but hire him to be in charge of personnel. Yeah, like just a consultant. Yeah. I feel like things are just so easy. Like they don't have to worry about things that most NFL teams have to worry about in the off season because he's there, mm-hmm. because he's a part of it. They don't ever have to worry about player personnel, all that sort of stuff, because he's just just. It's so good and at the, it. And the it's start of ridiculous. every season, their O-line sucks. Yeah. Sucks. And then by about week 10, week 11, week 12... They work it out. Really good we line. Figure it out. It, yeah, it's crazy. And it, it it takes some special things for them to lose in Super Bowls. And we've seen... And it's taken some special things for them to win a few Super Bowls. Some blunders and some things like that. You require a little bit of luck to win a Super Bowl. You require luck to make the Super Bowl. Um, in terms of health, like... There's no major injuries for both of these teams. Cooper Cup's kind of the only one that comes to mind. Mm. Um, a lot of these teams are relatively healthy, so that's always injury luck's always a big thing as well. So, you know what? You know what is a little bit sad. It would have been good to see Josh Gordon in the Super Bowl. It would have been. Um, it would have been sad for Browns fans if he caught like a 90-yard bomb to, to win them the game or something. Considering um, everything that they've had to endure with mm. Josh and how patient they've been with Josh. Um, but yeah, no. As a Josh Gordon stan, I would have. Uh, would have been... Is that the correct use of Stan? I, I don't know. Stan. Yeah. Let's go with it. But yeah. All right. Well, that's um, that's as much on the game as possible. Let's get into some props. Um, let's talk MVP. Uh, what's some of your best bets? Dark Horse, X Factor. What do you like? What are some names you're going to throw out there? Um, a lot of these prices we've just scoured from across the board. So mm-hmm. we may say a price and you're like, oh, my bookmaker's not at that price. Well, you know, shop Shut around. up. All shop right? around, mate. Shop around. Shop around. Yeah. Shop, shop, shop. You don't shop. buy all your, all your Eggs stuff at from Woolworths. Yeah. Sometimes you'll go to Aldi. Yeah, and I'll have a... Or Coles. Half price sale on eggs. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, or a Super Iger. You know, just... Yeah. No worries. Anyway. But what do you like? 
Um, best bet? Eh. I mean, it's usually a quarterback. Yeah, but I we feel like both it's think it's short. Brady. Yeah, it's too short. But it's just what is it? Two bucks? Yeah. I mean, look at it this way: if you want to just not bet on New England, and you just want to, if you think New England win, just bet on Brady to win Super Bowl MVP. Generally, like that yeah. might be the way to go instead of betting on New England. Yeah. That's so. the that's the way we did it. That's the way we thought about. If you think Browns are going to make the playoffs, bet yeah. on Hugh Jackson to, to win, coach, to of win coach of the year. Yeah, well, that didn't yeah, quite work. It out. didn't work out, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's fine. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, actually, you know what? They nearly made the playoffs. They nearly that did. Without <laughs> him, that would have been disastrous. That would have been horrible. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Dark horses. Um, we both mentioned James White before. Yeah. Um, he could. Should have been MVP. Should have been MVP. Uh, yeah, no, we both like him. I like Sony Michelle. You like Sony Michelle. I like Sony Michelle a lot. I think he's very reminiscent, as I said, of the early sort of Pats teams that that just ran all over people um, in their early sort of quite unquote like, dynasty. Like Stephen Ridley was the guy for like two seasons or whatever, and they just used him as just a yeah bell cow, just a dude. Yeah, but yeah, James White. Uh, but Sony Michelle, I think, twenty one dollars at some places. I think that's a pretty good price. Um, no running backs won it for in forever or ever. Um, it's been a, it's been a while. So uh, yeah, it is it is uh, it's one to watch. Uh, any others? No, no. I'm just trying to check out James White here. Yeah, he had. Sorry, you're right. Three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I was going to say if you had four touchdowns, sorry, he, he would have won. Super yeah, Bowl. yeah, two rushing touchdowns. He had 14 catches for 110 yards, six carries for 29 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, Brady threw a pick six, and only threw two touchdowns, and he got MVP. That's a farce. Because it was that's a farce. Because he won the coin toss. Like, jeez, yeah. nailed, nailed it. No, it should have been Slater. He MVP because he said heads or whatever and got it right. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Trey Flowers here at two seventy five to one here at some places. You can get a one fifty one, but why would you go one fifty one? All right, you can get taking a cheeky. Part All right, on so him. Flowers, he's notched at least five pressures in his past six postseason games. Dating back to his two and a half sack performance against the Falcons, um, so he kind of takes it to another level in the. Uh, We're going in into so much detail to two hundred and seventy-five. Yeah, to and one. I'm just saying, and he, this is his last game before free agency, so he could really boost his value with a Super Bowl MVP performance. So I like Trey Flowers um, at that price. Okay, uh, first touchdown score. I haven't got it on the dock, but um, anyone you like for first touchdown score? Uh, I like Sony. I like Sony as well. I like him. I think the better value is at first team touchdown scorer. I think he's like 450. Um, just because if you are expecting sort of a high scoring affair and the Rams do take take the first. It's might... always... Pat's always defer too. Yeah, and, but it's always... Pat's always just go against the grain though. I see there's some, you know, some screen pass to Devlin. It's going to be frustrating. Oh, I'm in on that. I'll get to that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we we have like Sony Michelle. All right, uh, let's talk national anthem. Uh, Gladys Knight, oh, as we talked God. about uh, a little bit before with Daryl, last sung an anthem in 1991 at, a, at an event. I'm sure she's sung it since, but this is the only video uh, that we could find. So the over under at the moment is sort of at 108 and a half seconds, 109 and a half seconds. I think uh, some other places are at 110 and a half. Uh, we both like the over. Um, we think she can. Uh, Drag it out, even though she's she's been going around for a while. The old Gladys, they yeah, I, she, you know what? She might need to take some deep breaths. So yeah, that's that, what we're banking on. Do you think, given her age, seventy four, she may forget or omit a word? 
I mean, bit of dementia. That's what in. I. Th- that's what I think. Uh, I was thinking, even if you just leave out something that's kind of just irrelevant to the a sentence. I, to be honest, I don't know all the words. Oh, why would we? It's yeah. not our country. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if she left one out, I'd probably be like, oh, that still sounds. I only right. know that all the words to one anthem. That's the New Zealand national anthem. Best anthem in the world. I know, uh, the, I know the Borat Kazakhstan one. Yeah, that's, a, that's another <laughs> good one. Yeah. Um, if you ask me to sing the second verse of the Australian National Anthem, good luck. Uh, no way. Uh, all right, halftime show. Uh, we're in for a banger here. Atlanta, one of the great cities of music, and they've got an absolute blockbuster for us. Maroon 5. <laughs> cool. I mean, at, of, all the, of all the famous Atlanta acts, you, you get Maroon 5 in. Now, 15, 16-year-old Wooten Wire were all over um, She Will Be Loved mm-hmm. um, from Maroon 5. But these days, not so much Maroon 5 fans. Would that be a, a correct assumption? I think before we were like, oh, when we were younger, I think his voice was closer to ours. Yeah. And now we've grown up and we're like, that's not healthy. I remember I nailed that on Sing, the first Sing Star on <sighs> PS. Yeah, I was like, that was the song I could just nail because, yeah, he sounded like a yeah. 15-year-old boy. And now you think that's unnatural and yeah. you should... Get yourself checked. And moves like Jagger is just straight trash. Um, so, hey, it's a banger. Yeah. So, you can't tell me that does not get stuck in your head. Uh, it does. That's the annoying part. It's like ESPN Australia pumping like Imagine Dragons. Yeah, that true. thunder song. It I'm, just eventually... It, yeah. Part of me does think they're going to break out with this Jagger song now. Mm. Just because it's easy for them to go... And that, for them to start off with it. Mm. Okay. So you're going to go with that. Either that or what lovers do. I, I, to be, I don't care. Don't, <laughs> don't care. <sighs> how do I just get, hope how it's do you a get prof- even wider than Justin Timberlake. Like, <laughs> I love JT. No, he was terrible. Uh, no, Sorry, I still I still love JT. I know, but that was terrible. Oh, I started going back and watching old uh, halftime. I was talking to you the other day when yeah. I was in Melbourne, and uh, yeah. Bruno's is still, Bruno's is Bruno's is sick. The drums, the drums oh, is sick. That's unbelievable. That's still stuff. that's still good. It's a nice Gaga touch, was mad. Gaga. Katy Perry was Katy Perry was, was okay with yeah. the sharks and stuff. Yeah, and giant like robot robot lions or whatever yeah. the hell it was. But yeah, no, Gaga and Bruno come to mind. In terms of modern era, um, obviously, 07's greatest Super Bowl ever. Prince and, and Peyton. Um, it's, just, it's just one of the great Phillips. Um, but yeah, no, I like uh, Adam Levine's shoe color here. Surely he wears a suit. Mm. It's the Super Bowl. I'm going black shoes at four dollars. He has to rock a suit. He's gonna wear sneakers. You reckon he's wearing sneakers? Yeah, he's wearing sneakers. Um, we might have a little side hustle on this one. Little, uh, little, uh, just a head to head. I'll bet your hot dog at the Luna Bowl. Bowl. Okay, done. A free hot dog. <laughs> free. <laughs> <laughs> no, the loser has to go and get it. The loser. All right. Okay. Yeah. Second All half. Right. The the winner has to wait. The loser has I'll to wait. I'll have to wait in line and get your food for you. Yeah. No. The, the I think I you have how, to wait. I love it how I've already said you become that, the waiter for the winner. Oh, jeez. The All second right. half. Yeah. Done. Um. All right. Uh. First song. So you, we're on. Uh. You're on what lovers do. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Um. Yeah. As I said. Bit That's of, the song, isn't it? Yeah. Uh. I like makes me wonder at eight fifty. That value's gone now. It's been backed into $2 or something, so I apologize. But two hours ago, I was at eight fifty. Now it's at two Um It's been backed heavily. They've closed the markets in Vegas. I don't know if that's overnight or whether they've just been tipped off or there's a dress rehearsal and it's been leaked. So that's mm, something to monitor. That something to monitor um, uh, as the days go on. All right, post-game now, um, and then we'll get to some player props in a minute. Um, so anything... Post game or in the broadcast, we didn't even talk about that in terms of commentary, um, people being shown, 
Um, we always used to bet on like Joe Buck's tie or Belichick's hoodie um, in terms of Gatorade color, anything like that. Um, I know you like some different uh, sort of age gap props and things um, that you saw at one potential. Oh. Makes me wonder, still there? Still there, 8.50. Paying big money. There you go. Get on. Um, anyway, broadcast. Yeah, I know you. I know you found some. some so I, I mean, they're all around the uh, the dollar fifty mark. That's most fine. Of them. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, you know, free money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so for them to mention the Brady and Goff age gap at all is a dollar fifty five. Just put the money straight in my bank. <laughs> um, and also the gap between Belichick and McVeigh. The same age. Like, sure that they just mentioned that in the same... Yep, same same breath. Bring up an infographic. Bam, yeah. done. Yeah, and that's enough, right? So, Brady Goff one is $1.55. Belichick McVeigh is $1.52. So, yep. I mean, just load yeah. up on any as much as you can. Go yep. for it. Um, the other ones that are paying a little bit more, over $2, you've got Kraft, Robert Kraft, owner of the, pay, the, the, the Pates, the Pats to be shown um, over two and a half times. So, at least three times during the live broadcast. I say they show... Uh, if if you think Pats are going to win, it's a slam dunk because yep. they're going to show him multiple times during the celebrations. But I think they'll show him at the start of the game or either entering the stadium or during the national anthem. And you're also going to... Depending on how close the game is, they'll show him multiple times during touchdown celebrations and things like that. Yep. And just, just different things Especially like that. Especially if he's sitting next to like a celebrity... And they might show you him when Mark Wahlberg's leaving at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> Just things like that, right? So, no worries. And Giselle. So, Tom Brady's model wife. What? She, he's married to Giselle. I know. Crazy, oh, right? Jeez, that guy's just blessed. So, over one and a half times. So, twice during the, the broadcast, right? She'll be there, right? She will. <laughs> She'll be there. All they'll do is show her once celebrating a touchdown and then they'll replay it. That's two. Done. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, Giselle. There you go. And that's paying $2.50. Giselle to be shown twice during the game. What is price can I get for them to show Bridget Monaghan? Oh, God. Brady's I'm... pregnant ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <left>. Sorry. <laughs> also, Giselle. Yeah. If they win, yeah. it's a slam dunk. Oh, she's there. Yeah. Especially if he thanks her first, if he's the MVP. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of correlation there. It's a good way to lose all your money if none of it happens. Mm. Um, but you could also kind of... They're definitely... They're definitely going to talk about that age gap. Oh, definitely. Definitely. 100%. Um, so that's some of the in-commentary ones. Any others? Gatorade color? Um, I'm going to go clear just because... Yeah. Yeah. I think no liquid if the Pats win. I think you get 250 of that at some books. No liquid? No, just yeah, no, ice. no they don't They don't dump it over Belichick. Nah. The, when when was the last time that... No, it hasn't hadn't... happened. I, I, I read there. Well, it hasn't happened to him. Yeah, what are no, you talking no, about? It has happened to him, but it hasn't happened the last time they won. Where the last it? time they won, it was clear. Uh, where are we? Yeah, well, liquid slash clear. Hold on, where is it? Give me this. Here we go. Let me find it. Uh, it was against Atlanta. Yep. So you, um, If you look at historical data, you'll see that no Gatorade shower has been bestowed on Bill Belichick, a.k.a. This is great. This is from Old Shark. A.k.a. the guy who Frenches his daughter after a win. Um, he's, it's three times. No shower has happened three times. Mm. However, this isn't a betting option, so the wager on the clear becomes the option. But you can bet at some books for no option or clear. So that could be the option. Um, if McVeigh and the Rams win, he strikes me as a blue blast guy. Just I think McVeigh loves blue blast. It's don't you reckon he just I don't know looks if I like, like blue. a blue blast? Isn't blue just... It's eh. called blue blast. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's definitely interesting. Uh, Gronk six fifty to retire after the game. If they win, I think that's a shoe in. Six bucks for him to retire. Six fifty. Six fifty. Yeah, I think if they win, he does. He said he's going to take some time, but man, if they win, like that's it. Like, he, what about Brady? He's a Hall of Famer. He said it's a zero percent chance, but like for him to retire. Yeah, that's nah. what he said. Then he, he, said then zero. he won't. Then he won't. I trust him. Yeah. He's he's never done anything dishonest. No. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's a good one from you. Thanks, man. Because you're a, you're a Brady stand, yeah. so that's 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 fantastic from you. No worries. Um. Yeah. All right. Player prop time. Um. What do you like? Any certain players? Uh, I think we're both all over James White. Yeah. He's going to have a game. Yep. Yeah, we we love James White. Yeah. Uh, over five and a half receptions, six at some places. Mm-hmm. You get a bit of boosted odds there. Um, I think he catches at least seven or eight, eight passes. Yeah. Um, going on the back of um, your play action talk before, Dorsett strikes me as the kind of guy mm-hmm. that could... I like Dorsett as well. I didn't get him into my sheet there. I, I like... I always like the minor players, as you said, kind of going off that Chris Matthews thing where a random player... Yeah. Plus, if someone gets injured, especially like ones that are doing a lot of snaps, like Brandon Cooks last year got knocked knocked out early mm. on in that game, and then it, it opens a door up for one of these minor players and it helps their like their lower totals. And then all it takes some, some of these guys is to have one catch or, or yeah. one thing to take it over. Um, and that's why I like James Devlin, over three and a half rushing and receiving yards. Sounds ridiculous, but he's played a crazy amount of snaps because they're running such a heavy line where he's coming in to block. I could easily see them just faking one hand off to James Devlin on a on a fourth yeah. and one situation. They need and four he busts yards. Open. Yeah, they like need he, four yards. That's he needs it. four yards. Same at the goal line. There was a, there was weeks there where he had three touchdowns in two weeks because he was sniping goal line carries off Sony Michelle because everyone was bo- like marking up for Sony and. It, Devlin just pops out and, and catches something or, or runs one in. So I like Devlin. I like Patterson. Um, over 21.5 rushing and receiving yards, which is crucial because if you just take the receiving yards, that's a little bit more dangerous because you, you do get those sort of end-around things with Patterson. Yeah. Or they bring him in as a as a running back as well. So I like Patterson as well. But, yeah, I like the Joel Set one as well. Um, since Gordon sort of uh, stepped away, he's... he's Usage has gone up. The whole Patterson thing, it could be either of them. Dorsett or Patterson could be yep. that, that guy that goes downfield. But I don't know. It, it's 28 and a half yards for Dorsett. I think that's uh, yep. that's just one play, really. Yeah. One big play. Yep. Um, I mean, he, to be honest, he could he could be, he could be turn into that guy. He could be the guy that catches five passes for whatever. Um, I mean, that'll be my worst nightmare is Dorsett winning the Super Bowl for the Patriots. Um, <laughs> winning yeah. it for them. Yeah. Um, so maybe I should bet on it just to ease my mind. <laughs> um, and we also both like Brady um, minus one and a half completions against Goff. So yep. Goff with a one and a half head start against for completions. Yep. I think Brady's going to kill him. Yeah. I and so I don't well. like I don't necessarily it, like not attempts, but I think completions oh, wise, he's just doing easier throws. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Um, yeah, he he he'll have Brady will have more than two completions, like over Goff easily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I agree with that, and I just think the Rams are going to run the ball more. That's going to be their op- their their way to try and keep Brady off the field, their offense off the field, longer drives, frustrate them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the only other one I like is uh, Gerald Everett over twenty three and a half receiving yards. Um, if you see uh, C.J. Anderson on the field a lot, you'll notice that they bring Gerald Everett in in that 11 personnel, um, and they will use him as kind of a, a more of a receiving option where they would normally pass it to Gurley in those scenarios. They end up passing to Everett instead. 
Um, you notice the last couple of weeks he's had a, a few big games, so 23.5 receiving yards for Everett. Um, is not a bad play. For, I don't mind that either. And then, as I said, we like Michelle. We talked about him a lot. First team touchdown, 450. Two-plus touchdowns as well at 450 as well. So um, I think uh, I think both of those are, are not a bad little bets if you're in on Sony Michelle. Oh, we're going to be rich hey. <laughs> every year. We think every about year. that. Every uh, year we're going to be rich. Aside from any player props, any sort of in-game props like uh, the Rams to kick a field goal at like $1.80, uh, whatever that was. Sorry, I think I misread that. But yeah, any anything like that? I don't. I mean, either team to miss a field goal. There's been a lot of missed field goals. Did who do you trust more, Greg Beleg or uh, Gostowski? I trust Gostowski more because, and I don't think they'll that Greg Beleg's carrying a little bit of an injury. Yeah, so like, I mean, that's another thing. And like Belichick, you don't he doesn't put his kickers in like difficult positions unless he really, really has yeah. to. Yeah. So Rams to have the longest field goal is a dollar eighty-seven. Hmm. That's interesting. Interesting. 57 yarder last week, Greg Beleg. Um, I think Patriots touchdown in first quarter. You can get $2 at some places, um, which I think is insane. Um, it sounds crazy because the Pats haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter in any Super Bowl under Bill Belichick. Um, and in fact, last year's field goal in the first quarter was the only time they managed to score points in the first quarter. But I think the last two weeks have just been juggernaut. Like their first drive every time has gone for a touchdown or some sort of points. So I think uh, I think they're a good chance, and especially given the history, I think a lot of people will back the no option. So you're getting a little bit of value on that number because everyone's backing the other side there, and they obviously push that out. That's cool. Um, a little bit. Um, opening kickoff to be a touchback, I think yes at $1.50. Um, I think Greg the Leg will be kicking the ball deep to get it away from... Uh, Cordero Patterson and I think Gostowski will do the same as well. Um, you just you just want to kick it dead in the Super Bowl. Give you mm. give your defense a chance. You know where the ball's starting. Just yeah, I don't know. You don't want to risk a big return because it could just set the mood for the entire game. Yeah, all right. I mean, it's something I just wouldn't bet on because I just don't. You know, That's good I don't like it. But... I don't mind it. Uh, roughing the pass, roughing the passer penalty. Don't normally bet on these, but after the one that we saw last week where basically a, a hand touched Brady on the shoulder, I feel like we're just getting one of those regardless. You reckon? Yeah. That was one of the worst rough in the past penalties I've ever seen. No, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> that hand, that his whole hand touched his shoulder blade. I hope he's okay. No, he's had a, he's ice bathing it all week. Um, and we both, we both like this one as well. So the Rams, you can bet on the Rams and Patriots over under players to have rush attempts. So we both like the Pats over four and a half at a dollar sixty because obviously we'll see Sony Michelle, we'll see James White with a rushing attempt, we'll see Rex Burkhead with a rushing attempt, probably see Brady with one on a fourth and one. That's the wild card. So there's the four, and then you definitely think that there could be a James Devlin or a Cordero Patterson, at least a Cordero Patterson. I reckon Dorset might even be Dorset as well. Like... Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think over that, and then for the Rams, I think under a dollar eighty. I I feel like it's just C.J. Anderson, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, and then the only one they would do is maybe Cooks or Woods with an end around. I don't think both have an end around or a rushing attempt. Mm. Um, I just feel like but five is fine. I think, pardon, five. five. Sorry, five for Pats and under five for yeah. So yeah. under for the Rams, over for the Pats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just think they use that committee more with the Patriots. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, final note. Any bold predictions for the game? <laughs> I 
I mean, we've got it so set in our head how this game's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it's that hard. Like, the more research and more reading I did, the more I just came back to the Patriots having this clear advantage in this game. They're a better coach team, as good as McVay is. I still think Bill Belichick's the biggest advantage in all of, in all of the sport and has been for... 10, 15 years now as he got better and better and better and better and, and more comfortable and more power and more control because it just meant... Do you reckon there's going to be an Edelman pass? Yeah, that was one I was thinking of. Um, you think Tom Brady to catch a pass might be a bold prediction? Oh, that he actually catches oh, it? Oh, oh, oh. No, see, this is this is the thing. They're not going to go risky this year. You don't reckon? They I gotta, don't think they need to. They've got to win. I don't They're just going to win. Yeah, I don't think they, they need wanna to. They want to win and, like, I mean, I know they've already cemented their dynasty or whatever, but... Yeah. To really... Freaking hammer at home. Like, if they win this, it's just... Yeah. God. Yeah. It'll be... Uh, my bold prediction is Trey Flowers will have two, two sacks. Two sacks? Yep. Which is huge, given how good... We didn't even talk about the Rams. We get... talked about how good the Pats will... one is. The Rams one's been pretty good. What about well. Rams not having a sack? That's pretty bold. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I like that. No no Rams sack at no all. No Rams sacks. Nah, that'll happen. <laughs> but, yeah. That's, there's bold prediction. Yeah. So Daryl's is no safety, no two point conversion. Dorset no scores a TD again for you, right? Okay, done. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with yeah, Trey Flowers to have two plus sacks, and I think uh, Cordero Patterson finds the end zone as well. That's gonna be my. You know what? From a guy that was nearly completely out of the league, Patterson found his home as a weird dude in, in uh, New England, didn't he? But it just shows you how good Belichick is. <laughs> I, like no one else could make no, it. it, it turned him to be honest, he's not really. He's not working. It's not great. Dude, he had a but good he's game last week. He had things. a massive game in the return game. He he popped up in random places and made plays. Man, yeah. it's good. He's you know good. what? Like New England's become like rehab for all these players. Well, I mean, the Rams are the same. Akeem Talib, Marcus Peters, Ndamukong Sue, Dante Fowler, all like see all re, quote unquote rehab all quote unquote it takes trouble for them players to be. Uh, just to, it's like they're gone there for discipline, and yeah. then <laughs> that's all they needed was a, a stern talking to. Yeah. Spe- g- just going on the back of that, Josh Gordon apparently still not completely ruled out, and, and New England are paying for his rehab. No, and all he that hasn't. Stuff. He's not paying for. Then he came out. They're and, not. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was quote unquote fake news. Hashtag oh, fake news. Fake news. He Bunny put on Insta- He put on Instagram that they're then not paying for the news. Don't believe uh, they for his rehab. Don't oh, believe. Yeah, because oh, I thought that was like, I was actually shocked. I was like, I was oh, like wow. good on him. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. the Pats actually have a heart. They're not a no, nah, but they're just a they're a heartless machine. Yeah, they're just all a right, heartless cool. machine. Fair enough. Um, so yeah. right, take it all back. Um, yeah. So there we go. All right. Any final thoughts or that that's it? Uh, you, to be honest, right. We really should be rooting for Josh Reynolds as a fellow Josh to do Oh, really yeah, we well. should be for Josh of the Week. Um, yeah. Is there any other Joshes of the game, or is that it? I mean, Josh Gordon, that's why... That would have been. It, it, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's Imagine fair. having a, a Josh, Josh White receipt. <laughs> Not that snake. <laughs> so, yeah, team right. uh, team Josh Reynolds. All right, that's let, an excellent idea. We haven't done a score prediction, so see who gets the closest. Oh, okay. Uh, what's your score prediction for the game? I will go, let me think, <laughs> 31 and 20. 31-20. <clears throat> Patriots. But you picked the over. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, 51 points. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Um, 38-20. There you go. It's, I know it's still less, but I don't care. 38-20. No, that's enough. Yeah, makes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. 
that's pretty good. Now I'm conscious that my math isn't going to work and I'm going to embarrass myself, so I'm going to add up my uh, my total just to be safe. What was it? It's less, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Great. doubting the over now. Oh, um, me too. This is ridiculous. Severely, but, uh... Yeah, I'll, I'll go with... Uh... I think we're... All right. Honestly, we're definitely both too low on the Rams, but yeah. I, um, I still like the Patriots. I'll go 38... 24, um, and I think the 24, I think it's garbage time points. I, I think it's all over, and the uh, the garbage time points. Uh, now I'm doubting the over. I'm seriously doubting the over. Maybe we're Daryl on the under here. Surprising revelation at the at the final minute of the show. Uh, <laughs> true Wooten Y fashion. Hopefully people only listen to the putt return. We just go back on everything and, and we're like, oh my god, there can't be that many points. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Alright, there you go. So we have it. We're pretty we're pretty all in on on the Pats winning comfortably and and uh, hoisting yet another Lombardi Trophy, mm-hmm. potentially Gronk um, riding off into the uh, sunset I'll say, in his. Pirate I'll say ship? Hollywood Boulevard yeah. or Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, um, where he'll pick up the next chapter of his career, um, and then maybe Brady uh, has maybe one more year left in him and uh, potentially makes the Super Bowl yet again. Uh, can't wait to doubt them for another year and then be wrong again. Yeah. Although I've been saying all year like. You could just jump on at their price. They keep drifting. Like they're going to be there. Like, yep. They're going to get a buy. They're always a chance. So that wraps up the show. Uh, Josh, great season. Yep. Um, we may or may not be back after the Super Bowl to recap uh, the events of the Super Bowl. Depends how hardcore and, uh, the yeah. Bowl is. And yeah, exactly. And we are TBA on uh, well, T- TBD on next season. Following, so uh, yep. we'll uh, we'll talk about things and then we'll let everybody know. So uh, until then. Follow us on Twitter at Wooten Y. You can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. You can follow me at This Is Woot. And, uh, and we'll catch you next time. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We love you all.